0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to God's Word for Life. This is episode number 11. This is a lesson companion podcast. So, for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Summer 2020 lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number five, intended for July 5th, 2020, entitled Focus on Following. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bibles, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we get into today's lesson and look at the text and dive into that today, I wanted to just take a moment. I was thinking back uh, some games I used to play when I was a kid. And some of the games that popped up, of course, Hide and Seek was one of those that that came to mind. And also, uh, that, like Simon says, you you tell people to do certain things. But one similar to that was one we just played, simply really didn't have many rules, just played called following the leader, follow the leader. And remember, as a child, everybody wanted to be the leader, right? Everybody wanted to tell others what to do. You follow me, you do this, you do exactly what I'm doing. Everybody wanted to be the, the leader. And that was a, you know, fun game, took a lot of imagination as a kid. But thinking on that, And then applying that to my life now as an an adult and maybe think think about your life as, as an adult, as a child of God, to be successful as a believer, we have to be content with following. We can't just always be striving for leading. God elevates us we all of us are in a leadership position at some at some stage at some area of our lives, whether it's as a parent or as a older sibling or at whatever your position might be at a church. We are all called to lead at particular times but We're all always called to be followers, and to be a successful believer, we have to be content with following, and our focus must be on following the Lord. So with that in mind, I want to ask you to turn to 2 Kings chapter 2. We're going to look at this passage together and look at this lesson entitled Focus on Following. looking at 2 Kings chapter 2 today. I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 and then verses 11 through 15. You can follow along in your student workbook, your lesson manual, or in your Bible. 2 Kings chapter 2, reading the King James Version. And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel, And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. Skipping down to verse 11. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, Behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven." And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him, and bowed themselves to the ground before him. Looking at this passage, our focus thought for today is, no matter the distractions, we must choose to focus on following the Lord. In 2 Kings 2, these first four verses, I just read them, so I won't reread them again, but I want to point out a few things. As Elijah and Elisha are traveling to Bethel and then on to Jericho, Elijah makes a couple statements to Elisha, telling him basically, "Stay behind. I've got the Lord's calling me somewhere else. You just stay here." But Elisha was quick to to follow up with, "I, I I'm not going to leave you. I, I'm going to f- keep following you. I've followed you this long. I'm going to keep following. You. I'm not going to leave you." It reminds me a little bit of a couple passages in Scripture. The first one being in Ruth one verse sixteen, where Ruth said to her mother-in-law, Naomi, said, don't urge me to leave you or stop from following after you. Naomi was headed back to Bethlehem, and she told her daughters-in-law, her sons had passed away, so she told her daughters-in-law to go on back home to Moab, but Ruth refused. She did not want to stop following Naomi. It reminds me also when Paul wrote, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. I want to ask you, thinking about these first four verses, Second Kings 2, verses 1-4, thinking about how we can apply these, let me ask you a question. What are some distractions that try to stop us from keeping our focus on following the Lord? What are some distractions that you deal with that often try to turn your focus away from following the Lord and what the Lord wants you to do? What are some things that, in your life, we look in this passage, there's a couple that I underlined in my book here, and that I, I just wanted to point out. Maybe these are some things I know. These are some things that have distracted me at times. You see, verses two and three. Of course, you see Elijah continually to tell him, continue to tell Elisha, just just stay here. Don't 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 come with me. I, I've got some some things I need to do. The Lord's asking me to. And and Elisha says, No, I can't. And then you see in verse three, where the sons of the prophets at Bethel, they began to tell him tell Elisha you know don't you realize what's about to happen of course elisha could sense what was going on but it was these voices often the voices of others whether they're well meaning or not whether they're trying to distract or not sometimes the voices of other people can become a distraction like i said even if they even if they're well meaning you know we we peruse Twitter and Facebook and social media, you you watch or listen to news programs and all the voices of other people that we allow in our lives. How often do we allow more the voices of others influence and, and infiltrate our minds and our hearts more than we do the voice of God? What ratio would you put on the amount you spend listening to the voices of others, the amount of time you spend listening to the voice of others, and the amount of time you spend listening to the voice of God—that's convicting when I think about it. And sometimes it's not even—it's not even on purpose. It's just all the voices we come in contact with throughout the week, throughout the day. It can drown out the voice of God. So the voices of others can be a distraction. The second thing that I that I underlined and thought about it could be a distraction is what those second voices of Elisha, the, the, the sons of the prophets, what they said to him. They said, don't you realize that the Lord's going to take away your master from you today? And Elisha could sense something was about to happen, and that's one reason I think Elisha would refuse to, to stay behind and wanted to keep following, as he sensed something was about to happen. But these voices pointed Elisha to start fearing the future. How often does worrying about the future distract you? How often do you spend time just worrying about what's going to happen later on today? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen if this takes place? What's going to happen? And we worry so much. Worry tends to paralyze us and tends to keep us from going forward in faith. So those are just a couple distractions I see in these first few few verses that possibly are distractions for us also. Voices of others and the worry of the future. We cannot let distractions keep us from fo- our focus on following after the Lord. Second Kings chapter two. Gonna, let, let's look at this second, this next part of the passage, and think how we can apply this to our lives today. Second Kings chapter two, read verses eleven and twelve again. Verse eleven says, "And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind." Into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. Elisha had just lost a mentor. He knew something was about to happen. Elisha took his clothes and he rent them in pieces. This was a sign of mourning. Elisha was revealing that even though he he knew something was about to take place, when when Elijah was taken away from him, when this mentor was pulled out of his life, that there was something uh, Elisha began to mourn. Elisha began to he, he just he, he didn't know how he was gonna face what was getting ready to come because Elijah had been taken from him. Let me ask you this question: What are some disappointing things? That have happened to you, that could have caused you to give up. What are some disappointing things that have happened? Have there been some disappointments in your life? I know that's a that's a that's a silly question to ask. We've all had disappointments. Are there some disappointments that have happened? Some disappointing things in your life that that almost caused you to give up? You just about turned away from God. Now, if we're, if we're honest, if we're really honest, I know if, if we're in church and we're looking at some of our friends and looking at our pastor, we're probably going to say, oh, no, I've never thought about walking away. Well, we're, we're lying. There have been some disappointing things in our lives that have really shaken and rocked our faith, haven't there? Elisha faced one of these. Thankfully, it only lasted a brief moment here because something really is revealed here in Elisha the importance of following. Elisha's focus on following is revealed, the importance of it. Elisha learned something very important from following Elijah that carried him through his distractions and disappointments. When Elisha asked, where is the Lord God of Elijah? It revealed something so important and so incredible and something we need to pay attention to. It revealed, that Elisha had learned the Lord was worth following. Because others will leave me, but God will never leave me or forsake me. If you're a leader, let me say this to you. As a leader, the path we are walking and leading others over should not be pointing to our great abilities, but should be convincing others that Jesus is the one worth following. Our walk should always point to Jesus. As leaders, the path we're walking should point people to Jesus. We shouldn't be gathering followers so that we can uh, gather a following and, and, and we can feel good about the influence we have. The greatest example of this in Scripture that I can think of, other than Jesus and the way he lived, was John the Baptist. He continually preached, there's one coming after me. He continually said, this is what you need to do, but there's one coming after me He's going to show you the real way. And when that time came and the real test of John's ministry and his faith came there towards the end of his life, John began saying, well, when Jesus wrote, John began saying, he must increase and I must decrease. Our path should always point people to Jesus. And as followers, we are all followers. The path we are walking and the leaders we are following should point us to Jesus. That's the most important thing. The most important thing. Elisha revealed that he got it. Elisha revealed that Elijah had led him the right way. Because when the disappointment of Elisha losing Elijah, when that disappointment and that mourning started to started to dissipate just a little bit, Elisha was still Uh, sad. Elisha was still mourning, but Elisha knew what to do. In his mourning and in his disappointment, he looked down at the ground and he saw that mantle of the man of God. And he picked that mantle up and immediately turned himself towards the Jordan. And he cried out, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Is that not powerful? That Elijah had shown Elisha He's the one worth following. God is the one worth following. So in 2 Kings 2, 13-15, this last part of the passage and this last question for our reflection today, when Elisha took up the mantle and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And the waters parted. God showed up. Here's the question I have for you, and it's taken right from the Scripture. I want you to ask yourself this question. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? If you have not walked away from him, he is with you. You need not try to find him. Elisha realized that when the chariot of the Lord took Elijah back to heaven, that God was still with him. Elisha knew God was still with me. And so when you face disappointment and when you face trials and when you face struggles and when disappointments come and things happen in your life that you did not plan on, if you will cry out, where is the Lord God? Where are you? Jesus, I need you. Here is the promise of Scripture. He is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So focus on following the Lord. Lay aside the voices and distractions that come around you. Push those aside and make sure your focus every day is on following the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, Jesus, we need you today. We need your presence. We need your spirit. There are those listening to this podcast right now who are facing some incredible disappointments, some things they did not plan on, some things they did not want to happen. There's been distractions. There's been voices in their lives that have tried to push them and drowned out your voice. But thank you for these last few moments where your word has reminded us that we can focus on you, that you are worth following. Because though others may leave, Though others may abandon us, though others may be taken from us, you will never leave and you will never forsake us. We put our lives in your hands. We put our trust completely in you. We give it all to you, Lord. Walk with us today. Let your hand rest upon us. Speak to us. Show us that the Lord God is with us today. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name.